When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Penguins 24-7. We are coming to you from PPG Paints Arena. I'm Taylor Haas. This is Danny Shirey. Uh, we are coming to you after the Penguins' 5-2 loss from the, to the Devils at PPG Paints Arena. We're going to be breaking that down. Um, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can leave comments in the replies. We'll see them. We can put them on the screen. We can answer them live. If you're watching on Twitter, if you reply, we won't see it. You'll have to go to Facebook or YouTube to comment to get involved, but... Danny, just where do we where do we even start with this one? Um, I mean, it, it feels like every time this team loses a game at this point of the season and where they're at in the standings, it's like, okay, like that's the low point of the season, right? Like that's got to be. And then it feels like they keep finding new ways to get to that low point. Tonight, it's kind of the same story as last night. They came out pretty well. I thought they played okay through the first stages of the game, but whether it be inconsistencies, mental errors, things just kind of falling apart all at the wrong time, all of a sudden they find themselves chasing the game, and then it just gets to a certain point where you're demoralized and, and you basically know that you have no chance of getting back into it. Yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of uh, <laughs> things to break down of what went wrong. I mean, uh, power play, Dougie Hamilton gets the power play goal. They allow a shorthanded goal. Shorthanded goal, let's start with that because that was just awful, awful play. <laughs> well, the, the, the shorthanded goal, like I, th- I think that's kind of uh, – it, it captures the season almost, right? Like this team has relied so, so much on its stars and, and guys like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. But if you look at that shorthanded goal that the Devils scored, it started kind of with an errant pass that Crosby made from the offensive corner. He just kind of threw it back up to the point without really looking kind of handcuffed Chris Letang. He had pressure on him, and then all of a sudden the Devils are going down the ice two-on-one and score. So Crosby, he's he's going to screw up too, especially at this stage of his career, as great as he's playing. But the fact that he literally cannot screw up because the rest of his team is is giving him so little help is a, is a massive problem. Yeah. Uh, Mark Pedro on Facebook says they just can't play a full game anymore. That seems to be the case. I mean, you look at – Oh, last night, Long Island, I was there. They dominated most of the game, but it was just, you know, their lapses at most inopportune times handed the game to the to the Islanders. Um, we have to talk about the third line. This they've looked they've they've looked bad all season. I'm so Jeff Jeff Carter, he talked today after the game for uh, I, I want to say it was only the second game since December. I know he talked in L.A. The last time I can recall him making himself available to talk after a game was uh, after the December 27th game on Long Island, that awful, what was it, 5-1 to one loss, I think it was. But uh, he said, you know, that the third line has been hit or miss lately. I, I don't know what hits there have been uh, for the third line. It's been kind of all misses, and this might have been one of the biggest misses. And they didn't make an adjustment coming into this game. They took Brock McGinn off uh, the left wing, put him down on the fourth line, moved Drew O'Connor up. Drew O'Connor's been having a couple of good games since he's gotten back in the lineup. It didn't make a difference. No, I mean, that. I, I think that's all the evidence that you really need, right? Like O'Connor has looked like one of the Penguins' best players in the bottom six since he got into the lineup against the Sharks. And then all of a sudden, his first game on that, 
getting bumped up. His line is getting out attempted by double digits. They're barely even. Did they did they finish with a shot on goal all night? That line. I don't. I don't think they did. I mean, if yeah, you look at. I'll, I'm gonna write about the third line in my story, so I'll have like the final numbers. But when we looked after the the second period, they were on the ice for one shot attempt the the entire game. It was like a Casperi cabinet attempt that really didn't didn't go anywhere. There's second one um, came. It wasn't even any of the, the forwards on the line. It was a Chad Ruido muffin of a shot that, that missed the net. So they're allowing an absurd amount of shots, shots attempts, shot attempts, high danger attempts when they're on the ice, and they're not producing anything. And you asked Mike Sullivan about the third line after the game, which he was none he too like pleased about. And <laughs> she, she straight up asked him, yeah. you know, what, what needs to happen for this line to get going? And yeah. he straight up said, you guys ask me that every day. My answer is the same. Like, yeah. Okay, well, if you're getting asked about it that frequently, that's probably a problem. Yeah, I – yeah, I asked, you know, just what his observations have been, like what needs to change. He really didn't say anything about what needs to change. But, yeah, he said, you know, they've had games where they've been good and games where they've been bad. My answer is not going to change. It's okay. Well, then we're going to have to keep asking about it because it's – you can't ignore the problem anymore. Right. Uh, I, I, like, I don't think anybody's expecting or, or wanting him to – well, I, I would assume it would make some people feel better if he came out and was like, yeah, that one sucks or whatever. Nobody's yeah, asking for that, but we're at least looking for you to acknowledge that it's been nowhere near good enough and the changes need to happen because right now, like, it's status quo. That that Carter's line was out there in high-leverage defensive situations as, as recently as last night, right? So if that's happening, that this problem doesn't seem as glaring to the team and to the coaching staff and management as it does to seemingly everybody else. Yeah. If, uh, again, if you're just joining us, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can leave comments, uh, questions in the comments. We'll see. We can put them on the screen, answer them. If you're watching on Twitter, if you reply, we're not going to see it. You're going to have to join via Facebook or YouTube. Just search us DK Pittsburgh sports. Um, Dakota says, hey, guys, love the coverage always. What does this team do? What are their options? Should they be concerned? Um, for anyone that missed it, we dropped podcasts on Fifth Ave, our, our Penguins podcast show. Um, every Saturday now, the first episode of, the I guess, the restart dropped today, where we kind of talk about the options heading into the trade deadline. There's not much. Um, it would be great. I think if you could get rid of Carter, but that's just not happening. Um, well, I, I mean, that's basically yeah. – what, what we specifically talked about was that all the guys that you'd like to move on from, you either can't move or they probably yeah. have zero perceived value around the league. Like a, even a guy like a Brock McGinn, who's, who's going to want to trade for him since yeah. he doesn't have a point since Christmas time, right? Yeah. And anybody else that would maybe net you some value back, guys like Jason Zucker or Jake Gensel, well, yeah. if you're detracting them from the roster, there's no way you come out of any deal involving them a better team. Yeah, if, uh, if you can see that Brock McGinn – uh, Jeff Carter, Teddy Bluger aren't having great seasons. Every other team also sees that. Um, Jeff Carter, again, for people who don't know, no movement clause. He can't be traded, sent down without his consent. Uh, even in the offseason, they can't buy him out. Um, the, the one place they can move him is the press yes. box, but they seem like that's never going to happen. Because, I mean, like, I, I know it's beating the dead horse here. It's it's harder. We've all, some of us have been wailing on it for <laughs> well over a season now. But that's just it. This has been going on for well over a season, and we haven't reached that point. It just feels like there's nothing that can happen now that, that is going to spark that to change. Yeah. Uh, Penguins, you know, they started Casey to Smith. Uh, yesterday in Long Island, Dustin Tokarski finally got another start in uh, today. 
Clint says, what the heck is up with Jari? Something seems very fishy. Or there for Sullivan's pregame availability. Just what's, uh, what's the latest on that? Uh, well, it was, a, it was an update that was a non-update, right? So Tristan Jari has been seeing uh, several doctors and, and specialists, which is, I guess, a little concerning in and of itself that he's kind of having to bounce around to get all these opinions and, and whatever it may be. Um, still practicing with the team. Sat, they keep making it sound like he's nearing a return, but yeah. every time it looks like he might be set to come back, someone else is in goal. Yeah, I mean, because when we were in Long Island, you know, Sullivan had his pregame availability too, and he was asked, um, you know, he said Jari's not going to be ready to play in Long Island, and sometimes that was asked, you know, might he be able to start um, Saturday against the Devils? And Mike Sullivan sounded like it was up in the air. He said he couldn't answer that. Yeah, they still have to. So, yeah, it sounds like he's been close for so long, uh, but – uh, nothing yet. Nothing that the, obviously, if anyone's waiting for specifics, they just don't do that. Um, trade for Gibson. There are a number of teams I think uh, that are going to be looking for a goalie in free agency, and most of them have more to offer than the Penguins can, uh, and definitely more cap space. Because when the Penguins have no one on long term hour, they have eighteen thousand dollars in cap space. Um, well, and, and that's just the thing. I mean, I, I think barring any news that Jari's going to miss the rest of the season, I, I would be shocked if this team addresses goaltending. And quite frankly, I don't know how practical it would be anyway if Jari's going to be healthy. Like, I'm almost at the point where you just have to hope and pray that he is going to be healthy and he's going to be solid Jari because otherwise this team is looking like they're not going to have much of a chance at all. Yeah. Uh, Clippy here says, is it a lack of a defensive system from the entire team or is our defense just not good? Seems like the team defense playing as a unit has not been there all season. I, the answer is this team is not a contender. Uh, as it's constructed, the roster, the roster. Um, it's not like a matter of like effort. It's like, oh, if they did, this this team is not as good as you know this Devils team, for instance. Right. You know? I, I mean, like, is is there any question that like the effort on both sides? And and granted, I know once the score kind of got out of hand, that you you saw the Penguins. Come on, they were they were standing around a little bit. They they looked deflated, um, but early in the game, I you know Jason Zucker's flying into the devil zone and laying crunching uh, checks on the on the Devils defenseman. Right, like the the effort is there. It's like we talked about these lapses, and it, it might even just be for a moment. Like you go back to to Pedersen's turnover in in New York last yes. night. It's like he's been their steadiest defenseman all season, one of their best defensive defensemen, if not the best. And he, he had a great game last night, too. But the problem is, is you, you take this one moment where he literally just made a wrong read and a bad decision, and it turns into this giant snowball effect. And, and I guess this team is maybe more susceptible to these giant swings because we, we see them turn it on and do it for half a period, a period, maybe even half a game. And then it looks like a completely different team, um, you know, the next shift. Yeah. Uh, Peter wants to know why Sullivan uh, keeps playing these old players and uh, – won't bring up looks very younger, faster players. So right now they have zero cap space to do that. Um, and that's even with Ruta on long-term IR. Ruta's long-term, um, the relief they get from him is what's allowing them to keep Tukarski up, O'Connor up, um, Friedman, you know, two skaters and a goalie. When Ruta comes back, they don't have any cap space. Now something they can do is waive um, – guys who are regulars uh who don't have no movement clauses again so not jeff carter uh and they can 
if the guy makes less than one million, it all comes off the books. None of it counts against the cap. If they um, make more than that, just the first one point one million comes off. So with um, you know, someone like Gaten Heinen, you could waive him, and all of it is going to come off. Um, someone like Brock McGinn, uh, you could waive it. The first one point one million is going to come off. That would maybe free up a spot for someone like. I don't know, a Nylander or a Pustin, and I don't think that's going to make much of a difference when your third-line center is a problem. Matt here asks, or says, it's clear this team can't play a full 60-minute game against playoff teams. Any chance you see them becoming sellers at the deadline? Um, They're not going to become sellers until Crosby is gone. Correct, and Ron Hextall was asked about this the last time he spoke, and that this was even before this, you know, recent stretch that kind of made you really question those, the, you know, where, what direction the Penguins are going to be headed. Um, he was asked about it, and he kind of laughed it off and was like, I certainly hope not, like almost like it was a joke question. Um, here's, a, here's the thing. The Penguins re-signed Chris Letang, Evgeny Malkin, Brian Rust, Ricard Raquel. They all got term that's going to be well past the point of their expiration dates of, of the cap hits that they're going to be getting, right? Like, I don't think five years down the line you're really going to be thinking that Brian Rust or, uh, you know, Chris Letang are really living up to what they're being paid. But they did that because it gave them what I thought, and I, I still do, was the best chance to win right now this season and, and probably next season, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot, less than a season into that, whether your initial call was right or not, you cannot less than a season into that all of a sudden go, okay, we're going to punt on this season, right? Like Crosby is turning in what is going to go down as a historic season for a player the age of 35 or older. There's no guarantee – that he's going to be at that level again next season. And even if he's still at a really good level, you see what this team is like with the level he's at right now. What's going to happen when that even takes a little bit of a, a further step back? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely not becoming sellers. That's not even, even a question. I feel like even if, you know, this season continues to like slide, it, it just, it's just not going to happen. Um, Dakota says he's subbing to the podcast again. If you missed it, podcast on fifth app, it's back uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search it. will be up. Um, Johnny says, did anyone ask Sully if he ever considers making changes to PP1? You know, and Latang makes so many mistakes high in the zone, so frustrating. I feel like this is the kind of question that um, Sullivan just doesn't answer. Uh, if you ask him why, it, you know, will you make changes to this? Or He, he doesn't really get into personnel decisions like that. What's up? And the, the one thing I, I will say specifically about Malkin and Latang on the power play, like they had a, a pretty bad blunder, um, a little – I think it was after the game they were already down by several goals. Um, but Malkin and, and Latang were kind of playing with the puck at the point, and it sent the Devils down, uh, racing down on basically a full ice breakaway. Tukarski made a big save. Um, I, I think in games like this, those issues you might be here, just right? a little overblown because those those guys know they're down and know the rest of the team's not contributing. They're they're trying to make something happen in those situations because they do have the man advantage. I know it looks awful, um, you know, when the Devils do go down and end up having a breakaway, whether or not they score. Um, but I I don't think that's nearly as big of an issue here as, as some of the other things that we've discussed throughout the show. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a few more here. I think there's gonna be like a youth hockey game here soon, or so it's gonna. We're gonna be <laughs> Which explains the early puck drops. Right? Yeah, we're going to be kicked out. Uh, so I think uh, Dennis, he says most of the guys have no trade clauses and huge contracts that nobody would or should take. That, that's something. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast that, you know, there's guys that you would probably like to move on from and free up cap space, uh, Kasperi Kapanen, but that's going to be an albatross of a contract for anyone with the way he's playing. 
someone that we agree that might be a good trade ship is Jan Ruda, just because not not that he's been a problem. Um, he's but, just a luxury that the Penguins really yep. don't need. I, I, I'm not saying he's not better or more impactful than a guy like Chad Ruedel or Mark Friedman, although I, I do yeah. think the overall value when you compare their cap hits is just not worth it. Like the Penguins, I, and I know how everybody's been feeling about Chad Ruedel this year. He hasn't he hasn't been his typical steady self, right? Yeah. But you they had him on as their number six D all of last season, and he was fine, right? It, it, the cap hit that he makes, you can get away with that, especially when you can take the money that Ruda yeah. is making. So Ruda, for people that know, two point seven five million. Uh, Friedman and and Ruda both right around seven fifty. Ruda's not two million dollars better than Friedman. No, and, and and again, when <laughs> when you're paying, when you're still paying Jack Johnson, right? And 1. you're still on the, when you're still on the hook for Jack Johnson, do you really need to be paying a third pairing defenseman as much as Ruda is making? Yeah. I don't. Um, uh, Byron says we'll have to use O'Connor's trade bait. Uh, no, they won't because O'Connor made just about league minimum. That's not getting you anything. Um, O'Connor, if you know his cap hit becomes an issue, they can send him down. I he, moving him out. Even it, it, it's just not gonna move the needle either way. Even considering like oh like oh he's a young player, teams might want. He's not, I think, a, the kind of player that's gonna have much value in a trade. Also, just, he's the one guy that like, yeah, he's he around for this to. bottom six. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, Penn's fan. I'd rather they address the third line than goaltending. Uh, we've been talking about that. Yeah, that's uh, that would be ideal. Um, another question about that, Riley says, if Jeff Carter were to move off a 3C, who would replace him? I think the ideal candidate is not currently on the team because right. um, Drew O'Connor, he, he can play center. He has played center. Sully's been clear that they really don't think he's um, ideal as a center at this level. They like him on the wing. Ryan Palin can play center. Um, but again, but he, even him, he's yeah. more of a guy you kind of like on that, uh, on that fourth mm-hmm. line because – as we've seen with the third line all season, you basically got guys in spots where they're punching above their weight, and that hasn't been going well. So then you start rolling down. They tried Teddy Bluger in, in the 3C spot earlier this year. That lasted not very long at all because Bluger's just been having a horrendous season for his standards. Um, so I, I'm with you. The the answer to that is definitely uh, not in-house. Yeah, paling, uh, you know, face-off. Numbers, it's not everything, but that's that's something that is keeping Carter in the lineup at this point. It has to be. He's their best center in the faceoff circle. He's close to 60%. You know, someone like Paling, he's right around 43%. He hasn't played a ton of center this season, but uh, just not ideal. I think it would have to be someone on the open market, and there's just not a lot out there on the open market. And you saw what someone like Ryan O'Reilly might cost. You know, you're, I don't – I don't – I think they might be stuck with Carter as a third, third line center. Um Dakota, I want to say thank you. Uh, best uh, pens coverage. Um, we'll take we'll take one more. Um, Clippy says, "When do you think Sully's time is up?" I I don't think it is. Uh, I I have a feeling the Penguins could lose every single game the rest of the season, mm-hmm. he, and he still wouldn't go anywhere. If if anything is to happen at all, it's going to be this front office, Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, that go uh, well before Mike Sully. Yeah, they've they've you know they're the ones that make those decisions, and they've been pretty clear that they have a lot of confidence in Mike Sullivan even through these stretches. Uh, Fenway Sports Group also uh, very high on Sullivan. I remember when they took over, John uh, 
they, you know, they had, we, we, we had one availability with, with the chairman and he said that uh, he, he, he repeatedly called myself in one of the greatest hockey minds in the game. So uh, I don't know that they, obviously I don't think they'd tell us if they were like down on Mike Sullivan, but that they're so consistently over the top in their praise that it comes off as genuine. So I, I don't think Sullivan's time uh, is going to be up uh, anytime soon. So that's it for this one. Uh, thanks again for joining us for another edition of Penguins 24-7. If you're new here, we do these uh, after every game, every definitely every home game, some road games where there's two of us, a lot of practices too. Uh, you can get involved in the future. YouTube comments, Facebook comments, we'll take your, your questions all game. So thanks again for joining us and we're signing off from PPG Paints Arena.